right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Rap Chat Podcast. Before we head into the podcast, I'm your host, Luke Dick. I'm Elias Eldridge. And I'm Sam Kenny. That's <laughs> waiting for Sam. <laughs> Uh, and if you're uh, watching on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever else you get your podcasts, make sure to leave us a rating and also leave us a review. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Rapchat Podcast, where we post new clips of the show every single week. What's going on, everybody? <laughs> How's it going? How are you, Sam? Another, uh, it, it's been fun being a Raptors fan lately. Like, yeah, man. Like, yeah. We lost last night, but I just still feel just like happy about the Raptors. It's not that was, like that was know, like a that was a win in my head. That was a win in my yeah. head. Not, yeah, it not. was. And even the, honestly, I was listening to the to the Suns announcers, and the Suns announcers even said they were like, "Man, the Suns stole this one from the Raptors based on technicalities, mm-hmm. man. Like just based on you know, I mean." I don't really ever like to say we win games based on technicalities because like we miss free throws exactly. that we shouldn't have missed, yeah. you know. Uh, and we got a lot of opportunities and we missed, you know, I, I don't really like to say technicalities, but at the end of the day, like that was a 50-50 game. Yeah, like, at, then, like if there was any game I've ever seen that's completely 50-50, it was this game. Yeah, and then if, uh, if we had Scotty and Gary too, that would have been a... And that's uh, that's a th- an important thing I think we should oh. talk about too. But uh, I think that we have, we can spend almost the whole podcast talking about this Suns and Raptors yeah. uh, game because totally. it was just, yeah. there are so many important things that I'd like to talk about during this game. And, and I think that it's it's such a great uh, stepping stone for, for uh, you know, better better conversation about what we want to see out of the Raptors. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the true Cause, Raptors. Cause that, that, that was get them. That was the first time I really saw them against, uh, like in this, in this new winning mold. Right. Yeah. Um, against a legit contender mm-hmm. and they're also healthy. Like a lot of the teams yes. we're playing, we've played the bucks without Giannis, right? Like, yeah. you know, the Spurs that weren't healthy, et cetera, et cetera. The jazz, the jazz not healthy. Um, so it's the first time I really saw this team against a real championship yes. contending roster. Yeah. And, uh, they really and they were healthy, out. man. They, they were out. healthy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like it was, uh, it was just such an entertaining game of basketball, mm-hmm. but, uh, I guess we'll wait. So today's, today's, uh, schedule for the podcast today is we're going to go game recaps. We're recapping the Pelicans game and we're recapping the jazz. I'm sorry, not the jazz game, the, uh, Suns game, uh, with the Raptors. And then we're moving into player of the week. Mm-hmm. And then we are going to be moving on to top 10 centers, top 10 centers. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and to be honest, who knows if we will get to that today? I'm yeah, not we'll sure. Because, we have. I don't think that uh, one would take as long as the other ones, to be honest, because okay, yeah. um, I feel like Sam and I may have pretty similar list. It wasn't actually too hard to make that one. Yeah. So um, um, we'll see oh. how much time we have. Yeah. Okay. So then, yeah, without further ado, I guess we'll hand the mic over to Sam and Sam will be able to. All right. Educate us a little bit on this Pelicans uh, game. Let's do it. Uh, Pelicans against the Raptors on Sunday night. Uh, before we get into it, I'll say shout out to one of our subscribers, Heath. He's the only Pelicans fan I've ever met. Um, <laughs> big Herb Jones fan, big Zion fan. <laughs> He's so. the only Pelicans fan in the entire world. <laughs> I feel for him. <laughs> yeah, so honestly. Congratulations. Uh, he might be. <laughs> um, all right, into the game. Uh, Raptors uh, without Gary Trent for this one. Uh, he was out with some ankle soreness, but he's got MRIs and everything, and it sounds like it's nothing, mm-hmm. nothing serious. So that's that's good. Uh, so we start Kem in place of Gary, uh, which I thought actually kind of uh, was like not that you want Gary to be injured, but it made sense to start Kem right going against Jonas Valanciunas, yeah. uh, who's had a great year. Uh, I thought, man, like. Once again, this 
a super fun game. Like we talked about how fun the, the Phoenix game was. I thought this game was also super fun because the Pelicans try super hard, mm-hmm. uh, and the Raptors are also just rolling right now. And this one was close throughout. Like every single quarter, I'm looking here. Uh, Raptors win the first quarter by one. They tie the second quarter. Raptors win the third quarter by one, and then the fourth quarter by two. Yeah. And the game by four overall. So close game throughout. Uh, we started out. Fred Van Vliet, man, like starts out hot. Like uh, he played all 12 minutes of the first quarter and had 13 points, three threes. Uh, I think he hit his first two threes. Uh, just an absurd game from him overall. But the, the start, man, like he just he's he's not cooling off like at no. all. And every game I go into it thinking, is this the game where Fred finally comes back to earth? And it never is. <laughs> no, no. And I think no, this man, Sunday night Freddy, one was fresh off of his Freddy. player of the week. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, great. Um, Pascal also looked great to start. Um, the first quarter, he looked good. But the second quarter, uh, he was kind of leading that bench unit that he's been leading uh, recently. And he had a beautiful uh, play where he went end-to-end, couple behind the backs, and then finished the left around basically four Pelicans defenders. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks so athletic right now. He's moving well. Uh, that sort of play is just kind of crazy for your center-slash-point-guard-slash-power-forward. <laughs> I don't even know what position Pascal is anymore or anyone on the Raptors, yeah. for that matter. <laughs> yeah, um, fair enough. And isn't that the point, though? You know exactly, what I mean? That's, exactly the, that's the, the whole idea. It's kind of awesome. what the, uh, the Warriors... Yeah do also with Draymond's Draymond's the lead guy and everyone else just you know filling those roles there's no I love positionless basketball yeah man it's so it's so like you can do so much with with what seems like not a lot yeah I feel like a through a history there's been just this set you're the point guard you're the yes. shooting guard you're the small forward you're the right. power forward you're going to play the point guard role you're going to play shooting guard like yeah. you know you, you put the guys in the uh, best you make the guys the uh, best position they can be with their skill set yeah and um yeah, and I, I kind of I I think playing it as a whole five man unit rather than like a one by one unit yes. is so much more innovative and so much more cool. You can do so mm-hmm. much more with mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah. I find I find it much more use, useful to like separate players into roles almost rather than position. Like you yeah, got your exactly. ball handlers, your shooters, your screeners, your cutters. I find that like because like positions like there's so many guys right what is scotty barnes what's pascal right exactly like Um, like if og if we want to see og set a screen like he can totally set a screen like who 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 can't og set a screen on the guy's huge mm -hmm. you know you can trust those types of guys like og screening for fred og screening for gary like we got scotty bringing the ball up the floor and also playing the middle of a of a of a four four out one in mm -hmm, exactly yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. um another uh Interesting one from the first half, not so much the second half, but the Raptors, I thought, was really interesting how they guarded Jonas Valanciunas, who's a guy, right, who wants to bang down low, and they kind of did it with throwing length at him, so a lot of the times it was Boucher or Precious coming together, or Boucher and Kem, and they would kind of double him or just straight up use, like, say in Boucher's case, he just uses length Mm -hmm. and kind of force Valanciunas to hit a hook shot or something over top of him, and there were a bunch of different possessions uh, in that first half where that really worked where they were just I think they kind of flustered him I think he figured it out in the second half but it was interesting right because that's kind of one of our concerns and in going into the future is how they guard I mean I don't think you can actually guard Joel Embiid but like <laughs> how do you guard some of these bigger guys uh in the post well even DeAndre Ayton is a good example really well. from the Suns yeah mm-hmm. yep 
once yeah, they get the I ball down there, that's something we can do. Yeah, yeah. And I think a guy like Boucher, like, yeah, he's giving up size, but his length just causes so many issues for these big men, oh, uh, especially if you're forcing them to make passes. Um, well, yeah, his like shot contesting, I think, is some of the best game. I've ever yeah. seen. Mm-hmm. It's it's been he's been locked in, man. Um, he had so many good deflections in this first half. Even uh, another great play. The Raptors are really turning defense into offense with that, like Pascal and Scotty point guard group. Uh, Pascal, I think it was, had a steal that he kicked it up to, uh, kicked it up to Scotty, who threw a lob to Precious, and uh, Pascal had a lob to Precious on one play. And I just think that's like, that's Musai Ujiri's vision, right? Pascal, Scotty, Precious, just running the floor, defensive yeah. stops, throwing lobs. Um, if you, if you it was got, pretty if you got, classic Raptors basketball. If you have three really fast and athletic six foot eight guys coming down the floor, there's no one who can stop that in a fast break. No, no. Guys who can all pass on the move, finish. Well, maybe not in Precious' case. He can finish when he dunks, though. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. Fun, really fun first half. half. The Raptors were only up one, though. Uh, the Pelicans are staying in the game. Some of their guards were uh, were hitting from three. Uh, Ingram had a decent first half, but like guys like Jose Alvarado hit two threes, and Key <laughs> Alexander Walker hit one. Uh, second half, um, just as tight, uh, a little bit sloppier. Uh, I thought the refs in the third quarter let both teams just play super physical. Mm. Um, like there was one play where. Precious had a block, but he totally bodied uh, whoever he blocked. And there were a bunch of plays where uh, Jose Alvarado was really getting into Fred. And I think Fred uh, was maybe I don't know, like, kind of like hunting his shot a little bit, kind of maybe to prove him wrong in a way, right? Because Alvarado was right up into him, mm-hmm. uh, he, you know, because he's a, he's a fringe NBA player. That's what they're going to do. But super, super physical uh, second half here. Pascal's three-point shot. Uh, not in the Phoenix game, but in this Pelicans game, he hit three threes, mm-hmm. uh, was three for five from three, hit one off the dribble, uh, hit a nice corner three, hit one off the catch on the top of the arc. Pretty, I don't know. Like he's, he's not forcing the three at all. Yeah. He's, not he's definitely on it. not forcing the three. And, but if they're going to leave him open three for five, like totally. Jesus, you can't ask any more nope. than that. Right. No. Nope. Um, Later on in the second half, uh, I thought, once again, our, our third quarter, Fred did struggle a bit in the third, but it was Pascal that really kept us in it. Um, he was just, he had two and ones, a three in total. He had 13 points. Actually, all game, he got to the line like crazy. He finished 10 for 10 from the line, uh, was six for six in this third quarter. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was really what kept us in it. Um, once again, him and... Like the hustling guys, right? Like Precious and Chris. Those guys mm-hmm. have been so awesome for us lately. And if you're pairing those guys with when one of your, you know, big three, as in Pascal, Fred, and OG, if they're scoring and you're pairing the hustlers with them, you're getting good results. So uh yeah, yeah physical totally. third quarter, but I liked how mm-hmm, I liked how the Raptors like showed strength, right? They didn't let the physicality get to them. They played to it, right? They mm-hmm. answered with physicality. Uh and uh that third quarter I believe we uh, one by one, so it's a great quarter. Fourth quarter, once again, another stressful fourth quarter, but in a fun way because I, I didn't actually mm-hmm. really feel like the Raptors uh, were in doubt, I guess. Like, I always felt pretty confident. Uh, end of the fourth quarter, though, uh, tie game, or sorry, Raptors up three. Uh, Fred Van Vliet hit a pull-up three deep out of a timeout. 
Devontae Graham comes down, hits a three from the top of the arc. Mm-hmm. And then Herb Jones, who had a great defensive game against Pascal and OG. Uh, he hit a corner three. Raptors are down three. Uh, Raptors run the two-man game with Fred and Pascal. Once again, that's been our bread and butter down the stretch. Uh, Pascal, I think he had Nikhil Alexander-Walker on him, backed him down, kicked it out to Fred for a super deep, basically a logo three, uh, end of the clock, and he drained it. And it off Fred has been yeah. so hot, I kind of I kind of expected him to make it. Me too. Like, no, I, I, I honestly have shot. no doubt. Anytime he shoots down, I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then uh, the Raptors are going to stop. Uh, Pascal's pushing on the break, uh, kicks it out to Fred. It looks like Fred might have a chance at a layup, but he dribbles it out, takes another three. Uh, Raptors take the lead, and they didn't look back from there. Uh, just that, that, I, yeah, that, that I pull mean, up I think three most of our thoughts on this podcast. That pull-up three in transition was like the most savage thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, he could have easily yeah. taken that to the rim, um, but he <laughs> took a step back. Oh yeah, I, I yeah. Was, no, no, no. Yeah, I, but like I remember at that moment, and I was like. Dude, if you don't shoot this, like I'm gonna be pissed off because we needed that. We yeah. that's exactly what we needed, making man. Making off, making two in a row. Exactly, man. And 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 just to get that opportunity. And okay, did that come off of a steal too? It was it it. Yeah, it was, it was a turnover. So. Yeah, it, it, was, New Orleans. it was a turn. Yeah. It was a turnover, and it was just like I saw him kind of penetrate the, for the three point line, and then he's like, "Oh wait, I'm gonna just fucking shoot this. There's no one guarding me right now." <laughs> so then he pulls it back, yep. yeah. shoots it, and it's cash. <laughs> Yeah, Fred in this one, 8 for 17 from 3. Like, that is absurd efficiency mm-hmm. on that much volume. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, that's something that you really only see guys like Curry uh, do. And he's up there. Like, he's been way better than Curry from 3 lately. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, Curry's been going through like, a, 32 a points from Fred. Yeah, it's been tough for him. Uh, another interesting thing from this one, and we don't have to get too into this, but... I think it's been obvious, like, Scotty did show a lot of good stuff in this game, but at the same time, I think you could tell maybe the knee was maybe bothering him, which is why he sat out the Phoenix game. Uh, he looked a little bit tired, uh, or just slow a little bit. I think with Scotty, it's uh, this whole, with everybody healthy, because he had a role before, a more mm-hmm. defined role. Because think, OG was out for yeah, so long, you I, know? I, I, and think, I think now he's really trying to refine that role of yeah. his because it's really up in the air. Like, I don't even know what his role is. Yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a facilitator. Honestly, like, but we're a great team even without Scotty. Like, like well, I, I love Scotty, right? Without a scoring. I'll say without a scoring. I think I think with him on the court, we're a lot better. No, but, no, no. Me too. Me too. Yeah. But I'm saying that, like, we're still a good oh, yeah, team yeah, we are. without Scotty yeah. Barnes, right? Um, like, I, I, think, I think his facilitativeness is a huge boost for us. And I think that's, that is what his role is. But as far as a, just like, I don't think he knows when to shoot and when not to shoot yeah, at this point. It's I true. Think it's kind of really, and he's, I think OG had that too. problem maybe like two weeks ago, to be honest. So maybe yeah. we'll see Scotty get back in the groove. Like yeah. OG, yeah, I've, OG Pelicans game, Suns game, completely different guy. Oh yeah. Completely different. I want to talk yeah. a little bit about OG as well. Oh yeah. Um, and I, I'm not worried at all about, about Scotty, like I think he's gonna figure it out, but I do think it was a smart thing to do to close the game yeah. with him on the bench. Um, yes, yeah, totally. It just right gave you some more shooting. Uh, I think he was he had trouble when the Pelicans went to like a Stephen Adams or not Stephen Adams, uh, Valanciunas with Jackson Hayes, uh, and that's mm-hmm. a lot of size and a lot yeah. of length down low. Um, and for a guy right who's not as polished yet, um, it's hard to like maneuver. Uh, but I, I mean, I, I think it's, it was good to give him a rest game. I think, uh, coming back from COVID with the role change and then you got to remember, right. This guy 
was a bench player at college where they play around 30-ish games. Uh, so yeah. um, I think some of it's probably just fatigue uh, while also getting used to maybe this new role or what this new role is. Uh, nothing else big from this one. Like some big stats. Uh, Fred finishes with... Uh, Oh, wrong game. Fred finishes with 32 uh, with eight three-pointers made. Mm -hmm. Pascal has 29, 10, and 7. Eight for 18 from the fields. And that was the scoring. Like, I mean, everyone else pitched in. Like, Scotty had 7. Kem had 6. Chris had 6. Precious had 6. And Svi had 7. Svi had a good first stint. Uh, His second stint was pretty awful. (laughs) Um, But once again, Pascal... the decline of CV Mihailuk, man. Oh my God. Uh, he's he's been declining. He has yeah. been, and it's really sad. Champagne's gonna take that role. He over. is, man. I can Real tell. Soon. Yeah. It's and you know what? I heard a lot of great things about Justin for so long. It's just you know he never really saw minutes, man. There's so many guys who get the opportunity to play. I over mean, him. he's on a two-way contract still too. Like a lot of these guys don't even really get minutes. Yeah, so, exactly. I mean, I'm, he's, he's, I don't think he's going to be on a two-way much longer. I think we'll probably f- sign him to a full contract. Like a two-year maybe or one yeah, year? Probably, probably a two-year with a non-guarantee or something. Mm, yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's, that's, uh, but Justin has been just doing it, doing everything we need, man, recently. Like, he had, uh, I think it was the Phoenix game. He had just six uh, rebounds, and like most of them were offensive. <laughs> yeah, and in only in like... What was it? Ten or so? Ten minutes or something? Or ten or ten so? minutes? He had, he had five rebounds, yeah. five total rebounds, and five offense. They're all re- offensive, offensive rebounds. rebounds. Yeah, that's so okay, dude. <laughs> In ten minutes. Woo! I'm so excited. That's to what, talk that's about what the we Suns need, game. man. We need stuff. We need energy like that. And it's it's a guy uh, trying to prove himself too, right? Yeah, totally. Like I feel like I started the season. Yeah. Boucher thought he was had he proved himself fully, so he was being really relaxed. Um, and just there wasn't much energy coming out yeah. of the, out of the guys. Now everybody. Nick Nurse is switching up minutes. Everybody's like, "Oh my god, I gotta get, I gotta prove myself. I gotta mm-hmm. get those minutes." So now everybody's uh, playing with more fire under their ass. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Totally. Sam, is there? All I mean, right, well, again, why don't we get do, in? Do you want to talk into that them? Phoenix game then? All right. Okay. Yeah. So I had the I had the Phoenix game, uh, and I mean, like, uh, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about this game for an extremely long time, but but I do think that this game. Uh, is a very important game in terms of you know just the way that that uh, it almost feels like it's uh, it's been leading up to us playing like this. You know, I was, it was very a, it felt like a playoff game. Yeah, absolutely, and I, I was very weary heading into this game because I know, like we just talked about, you know, we've played so many unhealthy teams as a healthy squad, and it's hard to gauge how good we actually are. You know what I mean? Because it's, I mean, we know we're good. We know we've all got great pieces and threats on the floor, but you know. It's, it's tough to really, until you get that actual real test, right? Like, one of the biggest disappointments was playing bu- the Bucks without Giannis. It's like, well, this yeah. isn't even the Bucks now. Like, yeah. this is, you took away the entire thing that makes the Bucks the Bucks, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, this Suns game, a full healthy squad on the Suns, and it was very entertaining. This mm-hmm. game was so fun to watch. I was on the edge of my seat for the entire third <laughs> and fourth quarter. It was unbelievable. I think this is one of the best games I've ever seen in terms of a basketball or NBA game I've ever watched in my entire life, a lot even of though we've lost. Too. It, was, it was like, oh, we'll get into it. it. We'll get, yeah, we'll talk about it. So, starting lineup to uh, we have OG, Utah, uh, Pascal, Kem, and Fred. So, 
I don't know. I wanted to kind of gauge your guys' uh, thoughts on what you thought about Utah starting the game because, you know, we did talk about this briefly in the group chat, and the reason why Utah started, we believe, was because we needed the length and the defense because the Suns team, um, you know, they – they they're gonna they're most likely probably gonna win that jump ball right mm -hmm. and we just needed we needed to contest shots right we needed to be able to get out on guys like Jay Crowder like for example he was the guy who hit the first shot of the game right he hit the first three mm -hmm. of the game so we needed guys who could get out on guys like Devin Booker you know don't let them get hot right contest yeah. their shots um, so I was wondering what you guys maybe thought because there's a lot of guys who could fit it who could have fit into I that I think role. in retrospect it's easy to say it was a bad decision because he played didn't play well but I think at the time uh, like we just like you mm. just said. I think it was the right choice because we just need that length, right? And, I mean, you're not going to start Malachi because he's too small with Fred. Yeah. Um, the only other option was... was Svee, really. Well, Chris. And, and, oh, that's Chris, Chris. too. But, but, but he's, you know, we... like. Yeah, I, I, I thought Chris was going to start. Right? But the thing is, is then, who do we have coming off the bench, though, right? Because if you think about it, it's like, yeah. okay, well, I, then I if think, we start Chris, like... I think also starting Chris... Uh, Take I think starting Utah because he's been a he's been a solid three point shooter lately. I think we just because Gary's usually our shooter, right? So I think having that uh that another threat off the wing with OG is kind of the reason we started uh started yeah. Utah because Chris isn't an, isn't a threat on the perimeter from shooting. No, right now. definitely not. Um, Spacing so, the floor uh, is helpful. Yeah. Yeah, and I think because uh, I mean usually and usually we start uh like usually Kem isn't in our starting five either. So I think starting Kem we're already not we already don't have a shooter. So we don't have two shooters or two of our guys aren't shooters on the floor right now, right? So I think starting Utah, that was I think that was the mentality there, were length plus perimeter shooting. So yeah, I think yeah. It was, I think it was a good choice. He I mean, yeah, I mean, and, and yeah. like of course, like you said, I think it's a great point. Uh, you know, in retrospect, maybe it wasn't the like the best decision to make, but at the time, mm -hmm. I was very pleased to see Utah starting, and I thought I did think that you know I think he the starting kind of gave him quite a bit of nervousness. I think so too. You know, and you could tell because. Uh, you know, I, I think he was quite indecisive during the whole game. He, he wasn't playing like he usually does. I, I think I think they are expecting a lot out of him. Yeah. And he's overthinking everything. Yeah. He's like, I gotta make the right choice. Well, and the thing is, it's like, my time to shine, kind of thing. Like, to be honest, like it's like Utah. We actually really, even, at least at least I wasn't expecting anything than different than what you've been doing. Yeah, I mean, either. right? Like, like uh, I'm not going. I'm not starting you in this game. Like I'm pretending pretend I'm Nick Nurse. Right? I'm not gonna start you in this game. Uh, because I want you to be Gary Trent Jr. You know mm. what I mean? I'm not going to start you in this game because I want you to, like, you know, you're the next face of the franchise. Like, yeah. I want to start you in this game because I think that you've got, you know, length, defense, you're disciplined on the floor. Yeah, you just like, the mold that we need. Yeah, and you don't, he doesn't tend to make a lot of mistakes, right? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, this is the first game I feel like I've, I can say about Utah that I feel like I saw him make some genuine mistakes, right? Yeah. And, and, yeah. And uh, that's all right. That's all right. And 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 I think he's 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 a much better player than what was presented, uh, you know, in that Suns game. Mm -hmm. um, he also so, he also hasn't played in like two weeks. Yeah, right from like health and safety protocols. So right. tough situation yeah. to go into. Totally, I actually forgot about that, Sam. Good good point. Um, so yeah, we got the first quarter. Uh, we, you know, we 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 did steal the ball in the first play, but then we ended up turning it over. Um, I thought the Suns' defense was great to start. Uh, our defense. It wasn't. I don't think it was as, as good as the Suns, but um, it was still there. It the, was the Suns' perimeter defense is lethal. Yeah, like it is lethal. Yeah, totally, man. totally. Man. It's crazy to watch. To be honest, <laughs> they, there's no even Devin Booker looks crazy with that, yeah. that defensive uh, scheme. He's a, they he, do. Dude, he's a good Bro, defensive I, player. Bro, can I? Yeah, can I say something about Devin Booker real quick? No, mm -hmm. no. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll cut it out. Yeah. This, yeah. this is what you say. We're gonna cut that. Yeah. I, as as a Devin Booker fan. <laughs> this is what separates Devin Booker to me from. Uh, this is what separates Sam is Devin Booker. Slightly 
<laughs> sorry, from Donovan Sam. Mitchell. Sorry, sorry wait, Sam. Wait, sorry, wait, sorry, wait, sorry, wait. sorry. Oh, you just you laughed like just like so because you're delayed just like a slight bit. So you just like as yeah. Devin Booker fan. I <laughs> <laughs> just like so silent. You just sounded like devilish. You're like as a Devin Booker fan. <laughs> it was so it was so quiet. Uh, All right, restart. Okay, restart. sorry, Sam. Go right from the Keep beginning. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, as a Devin Booker fan, this is what separates him from, to me, the other shooting guards, like Donovan Mitchells, Zach Levine's, is that ability to just, like, lock up. And he had, like, mm. oh, like, he locked OG up a bunch of possessions, uh, did well on Pascal. Like, that's what I think separates him from the rest of the NBA shooting guards. Because uh, for me, right, Donovan Mitchell to me is... But we, do you we think, do you think Devin this, Booker... But Donovan would... Mitchell to me is, like, a negative and... Do you think? Do you think if they switched What's roles, that? they'd be the same? Like, do you think? Do you think if Donovan went to Phoenix and Devin Booker went to Utah, that uh, Donovan would still be worse defender, like how he is now? Yeah. Oh yeah. Because Booker's way stronger and taller, uh, and then I just, I just read screens well. Like I think Donovan Mitchell is one of the fifteen worst probably perimeter defenders in the league uh, that get actual minutes. Like he just he really struggles on that end um mm-hmm. but yeah that was it was just as a devin booker fan like as a raptors fan i was like damn man like stop locking locking og up and locking pascal up but as a devin <laughs> booker fan i was kind of proud <laughs> <laughs> okay uh well moving on um you know we had uh we had a lot of great uh defensive plays some great steals uh i think we were good in the fast break i think uh, fa- uh you know we had a couple great fast break plays um, and we actually forced the Suns into a timeout at seven minutes, mm-hmm. uh, so that was great. I mean, the the scoring differential wasn't wasn't super w- wide, but uh, it was just we I mean, were against against the Suns seven point lead. Like it felt huge yeah, to me. Yeah, totally. I was, like, I was like, we're up seven against the Suns in right the first now? quarter, and the they're going to take quarter. a timeout in yeah. that at minute seven. So that was great. Um, I just have to mention this. Uh, man, it is so sad to not see any fans in the building. They every time they stream, uh, they have this like wide camera shot of yeah. the entire, <laughs> and there's just like nobody in there. And uh, every time, like I just think of that, I'm I just get sad because I'm like, man, there are there are Raptors Fred's, fans Fred's just wanting the, to bang down that door. Fred's and, been on this hot streak without with no fans. Yeah, <laughs> man. Like, oh man, it's just it's just, and especially a game like the Suns game is so important for us. If we would have fans in the building, man, it just would have been a totally different vibe. Still too many fans for Devin Booker, though. Apparently, what's that? Still too many fans for Devin Booker. Yeah, apparently. yeah. Shout <laughs> out, shout out the Raptor. Shout out the <laughs> mascot. Um, but yeah, so uh. You know, uh, that was disappointing. I mean, I'm sure we're going to see fans in there, hopefully by the end of the month, maybe sometime in February. Hopefully. I'm really hoping so. Mm-hmm. Um, even just, you know, more than there is now. There's, there's no zero. one. Yeah. And, and it's like, it's just, yeah. Except for um, uh, uh, Masai sitting up in the, <laughs> in, the, in the in the bleachers just by himself. Um, so, yeah, we, uh, we forced another timeout. Uh, caused them to use another timeout in the four in the first quarter. At the end of the first quarter, they were definitely f- flustered. Pascal had a. Uh, do you guys remember the Pascal? I think he got like a block maybe, and then he he gets the ball, takes it all the way to the under, and gets this super super nice fast break mm-hmm. layup where there, uh, somebody was just about to block him, and it just in time sort of kind of went in the rim, and uh, I just thought it was great, great athleticism by Pascal. Um, mm-hmm. Precious man, do you guys remember that crazy drive? Precious just like had out of absolutely nowhere. He kind of just like they kind of left him on the perimeter, and he just went right to the rim and just kind of did this super athletic move and mm-hmm. got it up in the. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, "Whoo, holy crap!" Um, yeah. 
I just mentioned Fred was crazy because he kind of just was going off and he was shooting. It's hard to say more about Fred at yeah, this point. At this like, point I'm Fred's, just like, Fred's yeah. just doing his thing. Yeah, <laughs> he really is. Yeah. Um, and like I, Fred Van Vliet, how dare you only have 21 points. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brutal. Only it's, 40% from three this game. God. Especially because you know that the teams, every team that's going to play the Raptors is scouting for Fred. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, oh, yeah. They know he yeah. is the man, right? Yeah. But that's the thing is, okay, sure, lock Fred up. How many? How, like what? Did, what did pa- Pascal scored? What twenty six points in this 22 game? Twenty two points. Twenty two points. Twenty two yeah. points. Yeah. OG had twenty five. Exactly, and OG had twenty five points. So like, look at that. Like, where where we where the team? This, we talk about this, you know, all the time. But you know, where 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 we where we might seem like we lack in some areas, we can absolutely make up for it. Mm-hmm. So I just wrote down that I thought that was the one of the best first quarters of Raptors basketball I've. Ever seen? It was really I've good. Ever seen? You know, and especially because I've been so disappointed in the past with some of how we've been playing, and you know, even even through our wins, I, I've got to say, like uh, your six five uh, six game winning streak, um, I just it's I can't tell you I've been ex- like I can't tell you I've sat at my TV and been like, oh yes, this was a great win just no yeah i mean like, we've, had, we've had some bad first halves yeah we've man we let utah the utah jazz get away from us with one rotation exactly player. <laughs> man like it's just i can't i can't say that i've ever been completely satisfied watching any of these games and it's so funny because the game that we end up losing is, uh, is the is the best game one of the best games i've seen all season yeah um and it, it's so funny because it's so it's so funny to just talk about this so excitedly and at the same time, if it's an end the loss column, yeah, but. And <laughs> it's a loss. Yeah, we lost. Uh, so uh, second quarter, we head in. Uh, we had Pascal absolutely bodying Mikel Bridges. Um, Pascal drove in for uh, uh, like to the free throw line, sort of thing, and he just like you know uh, he didn't really lower his shoulder. He lowered his body mm-hmm. and just kind of put his shoulder into pa- uh, into Mikel Bridges and knocked him right on the floor. Ended up scoring off of that a layup, a layup, and there was no call. And uh, I don't think there should have been a call, man. Like, he didn't lower his head or anything like that. And, yeah, he just totally bodied the hell out of Mikel Bridges. Yeah. It caused, and he fell on the floor. Yeah. Um, I wrote down that rebounding, man. Rebounding was insane. Oh, the offensive rebounding was... And defensive rebounding, to be honest. Yeah. Like, like, we, ha- like we, are, we were dominating the boards. Um, I wrote down that <laughs> Jay Crowder's so funny, man. Like, this guy will, like, this guy will, like, hit, like, shots, like, perfectly and then just like brick like four he's four a real that, hitter yeah. guy on, yeah on he'll, offense. he's such a streaky shooter man mm. like he'll hit four in a row and then he'll miss five in a row and then they're and they're absolute bricks or they're air balls or something yeah i'm like dude and, and he what? never hits the most open ones yeah. <laughs> they're always like him fading and and um, even the first shot on, of the game was weird like it, it looked weird yeah, on on the offensive rebounding, the Raptors had twenty two O boards this game. Yeah, I was I was um, I was gonna wait to talk about the o- offensive rebounds because mm, uh, okay. uh, I just want because I think we can have a whole conversation about offensive rebounding. Yeah, off, based off of this game. Sure. Um, so I wrote down we we weren't scoring a whole lot and we were actually beating Phoenix by I think almost ten points, nine points or something like yeah. that. And they they came back from that and uh, we just honestly, man, we were. It took them a while to come back on that to get to to kind of um, start making up for their for our lead mm-hmm. um, because we were playing really great defense, but we just couldn't score on our offensive opportunities. I found that we just we weren't we weren't moving the ball as we should. You know, I think that we we weren't really um, uh, taking advantage of a lot of our open looks, and when we did, the guys were 
indecisive, nervous, mm-hmm. and I think it's because they were like, holy it's, shit, it's, guys, it's, we're beating the Suns by like 10 points uh, right now. The Suns are really a closing out team also. Mm. It's like every three you take, you expect someone to f- come flying at you or just something. So I think they're open, when they're open, they're really overthinking. Yeah. They're like, someone's going to come, so I got to shoot like there's someone contesting me, right? Because the whole uh, open shot and a contested shot are two different things, right? Yeah, totally. Shoot, so. Totally. And also, and that and that's where you miss Scary and, and Scotty, right? Those offensive yeah, droughts. Yeah. Totally. When you really had three guys giving you like consistent offense. Um and like just like it would be nice to have Gary's spacing or Gary's ability to hit like a tough shot at the end of the clock or Scotty's passing. Mm-hmm. Um I think that's where it showed like some of those bench units, uh, where the Raptors just I mean, the the guys at the bench tried so hard and brought you so much. But obviously, there's offensive limitations there. Yeah, um, totally. This, there was like no spacing this game. Yeah, like we played two three-point shooters. Yeah. <laughs> now that was a tough part with Utah struggling. Is that because we could have really used that spacing? Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I also wrote down we were doing a great job of drawing fouls. Uh, we we were we were really getting in there on offense and and causing them to. Uh, overplay us and Devin Booker, man, that guy was fouling us so hard, man. Yeah. Like he was getting frustrated <laughs> because we were just beating him every time. And so, but the thing was, is we weren't shooting great from the free throw line. It was so fucking 15 for 25. <sighs> I was so upset. It's I was draining. like, come on guys. Like you're drawing all these fouls, which is so great, but we cannot be missing these free no, throws. Not man. Ten. We can't miss 10 in one game. No man, That's... that would have changed the game. We would have won that game. If we would have oh, hit sure. all those free throws. Even man. if we hit two more, the whole fouling thing at the end wouldn't have happened. And like, let's be real. Everything. We are a great free throw shooting team. Mm-hmm. We are a great free. Th- I think the, I think the guy who shot the best on the free throw line, this game, was Chris Boucher like come on like yeah. like like all the all, every time I listen to other commentators talk about Chris his, they're like Ugh. like I even I even <laughs> I even I even heard uh, one of the one of the commentators on this game was like was like oh <laughs> he actually made that like expression when he, when he took a jump yeah shot. when he took a jump shot he's like oh all right <laughs> and I'm like yo like it's and the thing is this dude leave him alone <laughs> put Chris at the free throw line that guy was our best free throw shooter that night man like, five for eight yeah That's man it. like he was great uh, Chris was great from the from the free throw line yes he was other than Ken Birch like percentage wise Ken yeah. was two for two but other than that he was the best percentage wise yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent so uh you know we're otherwise I, I'm confident in our free throw shooting otherwise Pascal He's a great free throw shooter. Did not shoot great from the free throw He's line. He's been real game. shaky the past like two weeks mm. from the free throw line. Um, he was good yeah, he, at the he beginning was, of the he game. He was 10 for 10 against the Pelicans. Yeah, the yeah. Five for, or two for four this game. But then like two even the four. game before that, he was he missed like three or something like that. Like he's been he's been on and off within the season. Mm. Um, um I, I OG, mentioned three for six, Fred three for five. Yeah. His, his uh, percentage is down ten percent from last year. The free throw line from eighty three to seventy three. Damn. Yeah. But also we have to remember Pascal's whole season this season has has been very weird. And last season, I mean like he was the you know I, I feel like there's contextual issues that maybe we can't that but the percentages sure, yeah. don't really account sure. for. Um I mentioned we we're getting a lot of great looks. Uh we did take a timeout because we're not scoring on our looks and our defense is just okay. You know, our defense was holding us in that game, mm-hmm. but it was not. We were doing a decent job, but it wasn't. It wasn't over the top, and and uh, Phoenix was missing shots too. Yeah, like Devin Booker especially but missed a lot of the shots. The thing that game. is, is like yeah. we were not scoring off of our yeah. off of our rebounding. Man, we rebounded the hell out of this game, but every time we get a rebound, we weren't scoring off our possessions, mm-hmm. and that's what was frustrating me. Uh, and just before halftime, I got a mess and mentioned Chris Boucher with the hustle plays. Man, this guy's this guy comes in for. 
rebounds, dunks the ball off of like like he just flying in there, man. Like I, I think Chris Boucher is such a he's a ghost, man. Like he's so skinny. I think that when he like turns yeah. like when he turns to the side, maybe he's too thin that people like yeah. can't yeah, yeah, see yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, like a sheet of paper. Yeah, like a yeah. sheet of paper like or something. Stanley type thing. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like he's just like too skinny for people to notice him. So so he just kind of like slides through places. <laughs> Like a little, like a little, and, like when you and, when you blow Chris, on paper and it goes like this, yeah, you know, yeah. and it waves around, like that's like. Or Chris Boucher reminds me of uh, one of those like things out of a car wash. That's like, you oh, the, know, <laughs> those wavy, blow up. The wait, what do they say in Family Guy? The wavy inflatable arm failing two men. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Those like inflatable. That's Chris yeah. Boucher to me. Uh, so yeah, I just yeah, I just said my hustle plays. Uh, Pascal had a crazy and one. He actually finished this uh, free throw too. Of a great mm-hmm. pass from Fred at, Fred at the end of the shot clock at uh, 50 seconds left. Then we head into halftime. Uh, we got uh, halftime. We are up two points. It's 46-48 for us. Um, I, I just mentioned a couple things that I mentioned at halftime. I think this has been some of our best basketball all season. Uh, we're playing as a unit. Everything feels smooth. I think it's even better than all of our last six games, uh, at least going into the half. Uh, like at least for first half, like 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 we've had some very shitty first halves, you know. Yeah. The yeah. last six games that we've won, aside from this one, we've won in the third and fourth quarter. For the most part, yeah. For the most part, and and we struggled to really translate those same skills into the first half. And I think I was just like, I almost wanted to cry at the end. I was just like, wow, this is just like <laughs> unbelievable. I, did, I, I this was a whole new level, man, a whole new level. It was just cool seeing them actually. It felt like. Well, it felt like an actual playoff game, man. Yeah, it felt man. like we we're actually competing, and you did. because we've been so back and forth all season, and then we've been time. There's been times where like, oh, we'll take a lottery pick and all this kind of stuff. But just it looks like now this team actually wants to win basketball yeah. games, like, really can yeah. win basketball games. <laughs> totally, you know I mean? and it's really exciting as a Raptors fan seeing this kind of stuff, especially as the team is so young too. Like it's still we're still the uh, the team with the least NBA games played mm-hmm. in the league, and we're we're top fifteen or in the upper half of the teams the nba record yeah, wise so. totally yeah and and uh it's exciting it's very exciting I, and i i just i just love these moments man as as raptors fans to just like we we see them do what we want and and it's like <laughs> it's like finally like this is this is what we've been talking about this is the this is the ideal playing style like dude we we kept uh I mean, just to go to show like how how good defense was uh, for both of these teams, man. Both of us finished under a hundred points, mm-hmm. uh, which was just crazy. Uh, you know, we it a co- uh, like aside from the foul fluke baskets at the end of this game, like I mean, we kept them what ninety six or ninety seven yeah, or something yeah. like that. Like that is that's great, man. Like just that is the best type of basketball we want to be playing. I think there was what maybe ten points scored for either side in the entire third quarter. You know, it like by the end of the third quarter, it, I don't even think any of the points had reached in the seventies yet, uh, or maybe no. yeah, or, like, well, like I mean, Raptors like seventy one, yeah, like, yeah, something like that. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like they they didn't. Need, I don't even know know if they scored ten points. I think it was like sixty two. They scored like they, n- you know nine twenty three twenty three. But it was a really quiet and it was a really just a defensive uh, and aggressively a defensive first quarter, third quarter. And every single basket in the third quarter was intense because mm-hmm. the defense was just so good mm-hmm. for both teams yeah. that every time somebody scored you were like oh my god this is one of those games this is the first time i've ever watched a basketball game and thought to myself uh even though there's literally four points of a differential 
I don't know if any either team can win it this. It felt like no, that felt like a lot. Yeah, four it, points felt like thirty yeah. points. Like it was just like man, I'm not yeah, like that's every dramatic bucket, effect. But no, but, but you're working for every single bucket, so it's like okay, we got to work for two buckets yes. to, to tie this game. Yeah, here. that's a lot right now. And especially because it takes like two minutes to score. Yeah, right. Like I've never, I've, I truly have never seen a basketball game like this in my entire life. It was unbelievable. I I also found OG looking much more confident. Mm-hmm. I found OG's ripping yeah. to the basket. He's making those OG moves that I think we even saw flashes of last season. Like I think him and Scotty are having the tough time figuring each other out right now. I think that's mm. where the issue is because um, I think Scotty in place, OG's like, okay, I know my role right yeah. now. But I think when Scotty plays, I think those two have a tough time figuring out who should have the ball more, this kind right. of thing. Because um, right now, OG's our, our third scorer in the, in the starting lineup. And uh, like it's, he's, not, he's not arguing or uh, he's not trying to figure out who's more of a scorer between those two because OG obviously is, but who should have the ball in their hands more. And when Scotty's uh, in the game, he's not going to have the ball in his hands a lot, mm-hmm. right? Because that's how the Raptors play. And then that takes, that pushes OG to the fourth guy with the ball in his hands, right? So I think that I think that whole dynamic between those two is something that has to be figured out. And that's kind of where yeah. it's, they're struggling. It's true. I mean, I feel well, like... Oh, sorry, with OG, go ahead there, though, I, was, I was happy that he... Uh, like, there were times where the ball stuck a bit with him, but he was actually, like, driving to the rim off of his ISOs. Uh, he had a couple nice pull-up threes, but he was taking Aiton right to the rim. He had yeah, uh, yeah. two like spectacular finishes um, that weren't like power finishes, but like just grace yeah. off the dribble. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just, it was really just, it was really important too because Pascal got in foul trouble and they needed yeah. someone to run the offense through. And OG took that role. It didn't look pretty at some points, but he did like, you couldn't ask him to do much more. I think OG has so much in his bag offensively, but just doesn't know when and where to yeah, use it all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think he can do every, almost everything yeah, offensively. Anything, yeah. But it's just like, okay, when do I drive? When do I shoot? When do yeah. I post up? All this stuff. So. And see, the thing right. is, too, is now, like, we also have to yeah. remember, like, we are playing this, like, p- new p- type of positionless basketball. So I think Nick Nurse is still trying to figure it out, oh, too. Yeah, you sure, know what I mean? Sure. Like, this is a total new innovation oh, yeah. in the way of, of playing this game. Yeah. So. And, and again, this lineup has not played together very long still, no. right? So yeah, it's totally. going to be kinks. And uh, it'll get figured out. Not worry yeah. about any of them. But but it was great to see OG being much more confident, much more decisive. You mm-hmm. know, he was just ripping to the basket. He was pulling up for those shots. He was taking those threes. Actually, I, there was a couple more. There was a couple times where he's dribbling too much, dribbling a little too much. Yeah. Um. Uh. He was at the top of the three point line, kind of just standing there dribbling. Dude, shoot the ball! Yeah. Like he's leaving you open. He's not respecting your shot, and you've hit like you know a couple threes. Like. I, I think there was one where I think uh, I think it was Aiden leaving him open, and then that may be the same thing you're talking about. But yeah, he was dribbling, dribbling, then he shot. Yes, like, and like it made, he seconds. made it. He yeah, made he it. Did. But I was like, man, you guys do that right away. I man. know. I was like, you could have shot that like five seconds ago, but that's mm-hmm. all right. That's what I'm saying. Where I think just he doesn't know when and what. Like, yeah. He doesn't know when to shoot. He's like, he's, he's like, should like, I take him to the basket? Yeah. Should I pass? Yeah. Should I like try to dribble drive pass? Yeah, or like just, you know, just what let I mean? it happen, like, man. Yeah. And if like it's like it's like, dude. Like you're on this basketball team to be a threat, mm-hmm. be a threat. Like yeah. go, like go score. Like you know what I mean. Be we don't. Confident yourself. We have, yeah, like we we have Scotty to pass the ball. We have Fred to pass the ball. Like uh, you don't need to be a great pa- like passer. Like yeah. just go in there and body some kids, man. Mm-hmm. Like go and score, man. Um. So third quarter, I I, I got Fred comes out aggressive, uh, draws an offensive foul right away. Um, I think we came out a bit nervous because we were uh, up, mm-hmm. uh, and I, we, I think we kind of set in like, "Holy crap!" Like we're actually doing really good yeah. playing the Suns team, and they're yeah. like, you know, one of the best. They like think about it. Okay, like the Suns have had this same roster for how long now? Or relatively the same lo- ro- yeah, roster? Yeah, well, since the start of last like two years now. Exactly, two like years. going on two, three years right now. They've yeah. got this roster, so like, you know, it's it's uh, they're they're gelling, right? They're really gelling, and they and they made it to the NBA 
finals. finals. It was the you first know? time in the playoffs in 10 years and got to the finals. Exactly. Like, they grew exponentially. 100%. And for us to come out and, you know, with all the changes we've had as a team, mm-hmm. to be playing like a, a team that's been to the NBA finals and to have almost beat them mm-hmm. in an extremely competitive one of the Phoenix most was fighting. Man. Yeah. They did not. They were like, they were, they, they were so. They, did, they didn't come in saying, oh, it's the Raptors, because yeah, like, yeah. we've been on a tear lately, right? Yeah. So they weren't taking it easy. They had their foot on the, on the gas all mm-hmm. game, too. It's true. And uh, we were sticking with them all game. Yeah, so much so that Devin Booker got mad for one <laughs> fan, one of the one of the fans, <laughs> one mascot <laughs> in the dude, back. Like, come on, come on, Yeah, because, like, come on, come dude. On, like, there's, dude. You're, you're used to a giant stadium <laughs> yeah, now, like, man. Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> and, <laughs> did, did you, and you see, like, his teammates were all, like, like picking on him after, too. Like, it was it was kind of funny. Like, I know. <laughs> oh, imagine just shooting the free throw, and you see, like, this red, like, little dinosaur just jumping around. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What was the, the big inflatable one that just kept going by yeah, the screen, yeah. the bottom of the screen? I was that like, was oh, weird. That was actually kind of weird. Did you see its face, dude? It had this massive overbite and everything. <laughs> like, oh, I didn't, I didn't even notice weird. that. I got to look at it. It's super I, weird. I, I can understand... I can understand being angry at like the big inflatable thing because that was weird. Um, well, I mean that that wasn't yeah, the mascot. That was, that was on the side too. That wasn't really distracting them. But I mean, it was yeah. It was the ma- the mascot no. does that all the time anyway. Yeah, man. There's no fans. I guess it stands out. But it's like yeah. it's, it's one fan. Like, yeah. Come on, bro. Come on. <laughs> um. So yeah, I didn't know we were coming out a bit a bit nervous. Um. Fred was shooting. Uh. Like he hit that that bank three. Yeah. And of course I, he did. I was watching. Yeah. Uh, and that was like halfway through the quarter. And I was watching the the of course I, I ended up you know I watching this the other stream the stream of uh, uh, you know not the Raptors commentators and they were just like you know we've heard this and it's true there are some shots that Fred VanVleet makes and you're just like he's <laughs> like what the <laughs> what hell, man? like like okay you know what I mean like what that's, like that's literally my reaction like when I when he shot that I was like. It's a tough shot. Then he mentioned, I was like, okay. Do you remember in the, I can't remember what game it yeah, was in the NBA finals where Fred hit that like super clutch bank three. Oh yeah. Dude, oh, that yeah. was I like, remember that so well. <laughs> that was one of those moments where it was like, bruh, like there is no answer for this man. That was an and one too. They didn't call it. Oh yeah. That was a foul on that play. Um, So I wrote just defense was just so insane. So first play, first play, Justin Champagne is subbed into this game, mm. forces a guy out of bounds. We get the ball. Amazing. Mm. He just and it was that uh, what you, the guy who wore the goggles, Jalen Smith. Yeah, Jalen Smith. Yeah. Oh, Jalen Smith. Uh, he forced him out Future of bounds. Raptor. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wish he's in, his value is going up so fast. He's been yeah. playing crazy the past few games. Damn. Um, he's unrestricted though. He is now the okay. A little side note. Yeah. So the Jalen Smith. Um, I don't know how much you know about him, Luke, but he was. No, I don't uh, really know anything about him. He was the tenth overall pick two seasons ago. So high, high pick. Yeah. Right? And um, he was kind of an unexpected pick, but he's still like. In the lottery area, like I thought he was gonna go 13. Um, yeah, so the Suns pick him and they don't play him for until like the past few weeks. So at the start of the season, they lifted their rights to him. So instead of being a restricted free agent this offseason, mean, which oh my god, they, now he's unrestricted because they thought, oh, he's not doing anything, we'll just let him go. And wow. now they, have, they've been, they had to now play, he's him. Balling. now he's balling because they had uh, because of COVID, they started playing they just- him and he's been a beast. Yeah. Wow. Six. And they just they cheaped out, man. Like, that, that was just being cheap, right? That was like, being cheap. And like he's that's just, he looks like a six ten so like a six ten wing playing out there. Like he he, he just hits pull yeah. up shots and everything. Yeah. And uh, he's a shot blocker too. So yeah. Anyway. Um, and he, he played well. He played really well. Yeah, he, he did, well he did play well. It was frustrating sometimes watching. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> um, who, who's this Chris Boucher looking? Guy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wish I wish Chris Boucher was that was was as big. Um, 
I mean, maybe he wouldn't be as thin. And then, you know? then he, he'll then be people seen. see him. Yeah, and stuff then like people that. see him. Yeah, <laughs> he'll be seen. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have his camouflage. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we have at the end, man. We just got so many guys drawing fouls, man, because we were in bonus, mm-hmm. and we ended up getting to the free throw line for a lot of those. Um, and OG was great from the free throw line. Um, I'm pretty sure, as from what I can remember. Uh, you want to check that for me? No, I think he only three for six. Yeah. Oh, three for six. Fifty percent. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, oh, yeah, it was near the end of the game. Yeah, okay, yeah. so uh, at this point in the game, near the end of the third quarter, Chris has 11 rebounds. 11 rebounds. I was struck. I was just doesn't like. doesn't stop there. No, it no, it doesn't. Absolutely there. doesn't. So uh, then we have, a, to end the quarter, we got a Chris, a huge dunk, and Pascal hitting a, a very important shot for us. And then we steal the ball to end the quarter. So that was great. Um, what a game, dude. Dude, so good. So good. So fourth quarter. Uh, Justin doing a great job again, mm-hmm. just forcing guys out of bounds, man. It was so awesome. Uh, and then we ended up forcing a Phoenix timeout. Do you guys remember that possession in the fourth quarter? We had four or five offensive rebounds in a row. Yeah, yeah that was near Pretty the much, end, wasn't like, it? Almost all it's of them crazy. by either Justin Champagne or Chris Boucher. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. We, we didn't end just, up scoring off of it. And- go for it, Sam. Go for it. And, and, with, and, with, and with Justin Champagne, he, uh, it's such a weird skill to be a lead at for a guy who's not that big for his position mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh quite small actually and not super athletic like mm-hmm. isn't exploding and and grabbing these rebounds he just like finds little like pockets and times his jumps just right well i mean not, it's not to make, just such a w- interesting knack to have well you know if you think a, about a guy like dennis rodman that's what i was, I was gonna say i was saying like, that's a crazy comparison but like it's yeah. the same thing as dennis rodman he was an athletic guy he was six and he wasn't seven, yeah he wasn't he was super having, tall he was having 0.20 rebound type games, exactly you know I mean? exactly um, and he uh, has a nose for the ball well and of course like we don't want to ever said. say that you know we're not comparing him to dennis rodman dennis no. rodman was the greatest rebounder of pretty much he's all time he's a hall of famer but at the end of the day yeah dennis rodman's only six foot seven it's the same type of thing we're like yeah like just sam said that he's not athletic he's not um he can't jump at the gym. He's six foot seven. So it's the same thing where Dennis Rodman has a nose for the ball, man. It's 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 the want too. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's how bad you want it. Mm-hmm. And then even those big guys, they get a little comfortable sometimes. Like, okay, I'm the tallest guy, so I'll get the rebound. But when you get guys like Champagne who wants to fight for the ball, that oh, really totally yeah. takes them off their feet. The the big guys. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, absolutely. Um, so then we had Justin tip in in a very important ball. That was, I think we've seen Justin do that maybe one other time too, where he just tips in those balls. And then it was just, a yeah. game winner that didn't count. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh. So then uh, Justin with a crazy steal on Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. That was so, that was Chris cool. Paul was trying to cross him up, and Justin just steals that ball. That is an undrafted two-way player stealing a ball from a Hall of Famer. Unbelievable. <laughs> I was like, I was, at that moment, I didn't even know what to say, man. I was like, holy crap. I mean, if he's if <laughs> if he hasn't proved himself to be a rotation player by now, I don't know what he, what, like, I mean, he's, he's better than Sfi. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. I'd, I, I'd like, ask me right now. Oh, my I want God, yeah. Justin Champagne or Sfi Mihailuk on the court? Oh, Justin Champagne every single time. Every single time. Every single time. I'm right and I've been, yeah. a, I've been a Sfi supporter this season. I've, I've, yeah, you've been, the, and, out of all three of us, you've been the guy who advocated yeah, the most for Sfi. Yeah. And again, I'm still I'm still not anti Sfi. You know, you know what? <laughs> I love Sfi. You're bro. dead. You're dead. I'm killing uh, you now. You know, I'm gonna leave the podcast. Yeah, that's it. I'm done. Yeah, that's it. Um no, I'm still like with, I'm gonna like, blow all I still stuff up, have hope for Sfi at this point, but also not as a champagne. Cham- yeah, on Detroit. But um, <laughs> <laughs> no, Champagne over Sfi, hands down. No, no contest. Yeah, I love especially Champagne. as of oh, yeah. recent. Yeah, it's uh, JC Penny, just, baby. Just needs that jumper to 
He just needs that jumper to come around. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I mean, he's I, a lock yeah. for the rotation. Honestly, like, I don't even expect that from him. He's an undrafted rookie, right? Yeah. I'll take what I can get if I'm getting five offensive rebounds yeah. a game from him. Yeah. <laughs> no cap. That's all, that's all yeah. I need. <laughs> Crazy. Um. So, yeah, then we had Chris drawing a foul right after, um, which is just, you know, hustle plays, man. Hustle plays. I love it. Um. So then Justin misses the three. Uh, then throws it off DeAndre Ayton to get us the ball back. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, man, it's just like it's, he the came little, in. Yes, he played 10 man. minutes, and you could see his presence all 10 minutes. Yes, too. totally. He was not, like, so you see a lot of the times these guys come in, they just sit in the corner, and you forget they're on the floor, yeah. right? His impact was so strong. Yeah, so noticeable. So noticeable, yeah. and it's so crucial to this yeah, game. Absolutely. And without, without having anything run for him, without even really dribbling the ball, just yeah, he's not part of the offense. Yeah. He's not part of a set offense. Awesome and defense. He he is he is he is there he is there to be a fifth guy in the court. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, supposedly that's what like that's what he that's why he's in to be that he's not going to be a scoring option. Um, so doing all these little side things, that's what he needs to do, yeah. man. That's how guys like him get minutes and become NBA players, <laughs> yeah. right? You, you know, you take these opportunities yeah. and you you just be a positive impact. You don't try to do too much. You just come in, you make the right play, and then that's how you start getting rotation minutes and you build off that, right? Yeah, totally. So once Champagne starts getting real rotation minutes, that's when he'll start to become a better shooter. That's when you get more confidence in his scoring ability, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I still think he could benefit from time more time, you know, in, in Summer League and the G League. I think that, sure. uh, you know, he would... Yeah. He's playing a lot in the G League right now, too. Yeah. yeah with Banton and uh, Bonga. Yeah, I think that he just, like, that is that is helping him, you know? Um, and, like, there's no way there's no way it wouldn't. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, then we had... Uh, we, we, took a, we took a good timeout. Uh, then we had OG hitting a big three for us to get mm-hmm. us to 89-88. And, like... I know, I know. Uh, we don't wanted to. We didn't want to be as specific with the game recaps, but, but this is a different, is a different type this of game. Yeah, game. like this, this was just a so lot of intense. Crucial play. No, a lot of crucial plays in this one, for um, sure. Um, so then, uh, Devin Booker, man, with just a just a bad foul on OG. Do you guys remember? So OG yeah. rips the ball down. Um, and he actually mm-hmm. fouled them bad twice. So was that when was... they were chasing the ball? And then... no, no, that's a different okay, time. So, yeah. so OG, we have the ball on offense. Uh, Devin's guarding OG, and he's at the he's at baseline, right? So baseline heading toward uh, uh, heading towards the basket, and so OG kind of squares up to the basket, and just just like he just beat him. Like he just he was he's just stronger than him, faster than him, uh, and just beat him off the dribble. Yeah. And uh, and Devin whipped his arm around, fouled him. Just a bad foul. Like dude, it's like. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that is a bad foul. You didn't foul on the sh- foul him on the shot, and now you you fouled him on, and he gets continuation off of that. You know what I okay, mean? Real quick, let me give because Sam gave his opinion. Devin Booker. I want to give my opinion. Devin Booker, really quick. I think Devin Booker. Um, I don't think he has the strongest <laughs> basketball mentality, especially compared to Donovan Mitchell. I think I think Donovan Mitchell is such a. If you want to compare to Kobe, I think I think I think Donovan has that more mom mentality than Booker does, in my opinion. I think I think Booker is a. Relatively, I mean, I, I mean, but still... Kobe, Kobe played defense though. <laughs> is Booker that good of a defender in your opinion? I don't think he's that good. Oh, way uh, no, it's Donovan assist. Mitchell, yeah, I think it's better. assist. I think Mitchell it's got embarrassed thing, by. I think if Donovan Mitchell was in Devin Booker's shoes right now, Donovan Mitchell would look a lot better on defense. I think it's a Phoenix Suns thing, and you're playing with Chris Paul too. But he, he had some great defensive possessions against the Raptors. I just, I've never seen he Donovan had, yeah, Mitchell yes, yes. I, consistently guard and keep guys in front of him. Part of it's not, and part of it's not his fault, right? Because he's just way smaller. But uh, we have, we should um, have this debate sometime. But um, oh, we, yeah. can get, we can get. Uh, yeah. Well, we later. should we should have talked about it on the shooting guard episode. Well, yeah, we did because I Devin Booker won still. Like I still think <laughs> Devin Booker is better than Donovan Mitchell already. Yeah. But, so we couldn't uh, debate it. Yeah. Anyway. 
Yeah, uh, well, yes, and then and then there was another bad foul by Devin Booker when OG stole was, the ball, and a De- like Devin Booker complaining about that. That was the, he literally like he wrapped, yeah, him, bro. bro. <laughs> like, and he totally wrapped. It was so funny because yeah. uh, the 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 Phoenix announcers they were like, um, oh, I don't see a foul there. That's I don't see that foul. And then and then shut up. And then they challenged. They it. no, they they switched the camera angle, so yeah. this announcer saw and. It, Immediately they were like, "Oh yeah, that's his arm." They, <laughs> they, they and then Phoenix still and then challenged they challenged that, though, yeah. the Phoenix. But I, I actually said, and I told you this in the group chat. I think that they challenged the call to get a timeout. I don't think that they challenged that call yeah, in and, any real, and, and real. Uh, well, and also uh, Booker, that would been that was Booker's fifth foul. Yeah. So they want they're like, okay, we can have this challenge. Let's use it and try and keep Devin Booker in the game as long as we can. Yeah, and you um, know what? To be honest, like. Some NBA coaches will say that's smart. Some NBA and coaches won't because it was a very tight game, and that challenge could have been used down the stretch, you know, for a much more important play. Oh, that, uh, that, that was pretty close. I mean, I thought it was a understandable. Like, I, I, I was like, yeah, that makes I, sense. I, yeah. Well, I mean, in terms and of strategically, I guess they felt that they were. It was at, it was at a minute forty. Yeah, I guess they felt the they were taking a time. Yeah, fair enough. So. But the thing is, is so. of how close this game yeah, was. And then, though, yeah, right. Like, like, they lost the timeout because of it. So. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So it's. Um, I trust Monty Williams though. Yeah, I think he's an amazing coach. So. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So. Uh, yeah, we had Devin Booker with that bad foul. We had Chris having a, a blocking uh, Chris Paul uh, to go down the stretch, and uh, which is which is just great because you know guys like Chris, it's so cool to see him block a guy like Chris Paul, who's literally you know he he's known for and uh, well maybe not as much anymore because he's just so much older, but you know throughout the years for being one of those guys that is just. So good at creating his own shot mm-hmm. and being able to get to his spots and knowing his game so well. He's deadly. And for Chris to be able to block him like that uh, was was awesome. So, damn, very winnable game, lost to cheese, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> cheese. So uh, the only reason why I say this is because this game truly could have gone 50-50. I just imagine if we did win this game. Yeah, just, I was oh. just sitting on, uh, dude. I was sitting on the like, edge <laughs> edge of my seat on the couch, and I'm like, dude. If we straight up win this game, that will be unbelievable. Like I still like, feel like, like in my I mind, feel like, I feel like we won this. I game. still feel like media yeah. isn't talking about the Raptors, and it's just like this is gonna be any other game to American media because they're mm. gonna be like, yeah, Phoenix beat the Raptors. Of course they did. Yeah. Um, because they've been watching us. Yeah. And then it's just man. like if they, if we, oh, that would have really just solidified us. Dude, just, I. I don't really care uh, too much about the media t- not talking about this. No, yeah. that's, it's been because, like that and, and it, it's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, they can't ignore us when we're when we're yeah, going to be this yeah, good. Yeah. Like, uh, if we can if we can keep improving playing from this jumping off. Like, I honestly think this game is a jumping off point. I think we've got a vendetta now. I think we've we understood our roles. We understood we understand what's going on. You think you think that old losing rap teams from the start of the season is? I think we're at a new place. I think yeah, this Phoenix think Suns so game too. really sent us off, and we're gonna see. We'll see on Friday when we play Playing Detroit because uh, this could easily yeah. go back to. <laughs> yes, I think though if 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 it, this this Amen. this Detroit game is a true test, if we perform and totally destroy Detroit, that will be the nail in the coffin for me yes, in terms I, of being able to be the, like the Suns game being a launching point. Yeah, like you saw the Bulls just the Bulls just destroyed the, the Pistons, and that's because they're really they have yeah. that identity. Now. Like they are elite. They're an elite team in the NBA. Totally. And yeah, I think for us to really solidify ourselves, we got to go with them. We got to destroy yeah, the Pistons. The Pistons. Totally. What are you gonna say, Sam? Sam's barely been able to talk this whole time. What are you gonna say, Sam? <laughs> oh, I, I'm way behind. I I said that like a minute. I said something like a minute ago. <laughs> you got like mad delay. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I'm really delayed. Um, yeah. <laughs> I guess to the to the to the Pistons point, Cade Cunningham has been really good recently, but so it's it doesn't really matter. They, they've got no one else. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, Van Vliet, OG. Yeah. Pat, like anyone. So. Um, yeah, I, I just hope uh, Scotty and Gary are good to go. Uh, at at one forty one in this, with one forty one left in this uh, Suns game, the score was eighty nine, eighty eight. Yeah. And then after that, eleven free throws were shot before the end of the game. Wow. And see, that's what I mean. What it's I mean. like if it's like okay, and that is teams fouling each other to get possession of the ball, right? Mm-hmm. And and like, yes, that is a very common thing you'll see in basketball. However, I don't really think that those particular plays reflect actual basketball being played, mm-hmm. right? Because there is no set. That was just the Sun the Suns had the had the had the that that little lead that they can do that with, right? Like I mean that's second just... I thought the ghost of Sam just moved the chair. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just yeah, <laughs> yeah. starts floating. Starts floating. <laughs> <laughs> um, just for uh, for those just listening, the chair that Sam usually sits in just the lies moved it with his foot, and I, and I was like, thought it was the ghost of Sam. But anyways, okay, move on. Um, how do you how do you know I'm not there? Yeah, maybe Sam is there. Maybe he's like a he's got like a like one of those like mind channeling things, a voodoo doll type thing. Like he's fucking moving it around here in Halifax. Um, he's an empath. <laughs> um, Me, an empath, sensing we're talking about the Raptors game. Uh, yeah, I was, I was just gonna say that. Uh, yeah, just Phoenix just had we're in the the right position where they could spell us oh. in the game. But as far as a uh, real non free throw shooting basketball goes, it was like back and forth. The entire yeah, game. man. Then, uh, they just got a Chris Paul had that. It was Chris Paul's mid range. Uh, that yeah. turned on mid range that put them up three. That was really the nail in the coffin for them. Cause yeah, totally. after that, it was just a foul game. And, yeah. And I think, I think one of the reasons why we had so much tr- trouble, I think our offense down the very end of the stretch, I think it was decent actually for the most of the fourth quarter, but uh, down the stretch, uh, we just got flustered. I think we just got nervous, man. The time was running out. They had scored a couple baskets. And like we said before, they had a four point lead in this game. This four-point lead literally felt like like 10, 15 points. Yeah. I was like, dude, I was I can't believe I was actually thinking that to myself sitting on the couch. I was like, dude, I can't believe I'm watching a game this close and yet it feels so, so far, far away. Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> to, to my, I also, sorry. if I can add one thing, yep. I oh I, I think the um the Suns also kind of realized down the stretch they really only had to guard three Raptors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they really like just and I think also the top three guys were also getting a bit tired. Like they were carrying yeah. every single possession, yeah. uh, every single action they initiated. Uh, so I think like when Ken Birch was on, they didn't even think about Ken Birch. No. Um, yeah. Um, rightfully so. And like, so I, I think that, I mean, the Suns have a great deep, like the Suns are the best clutch team in the league. Yeah. So they also, they, but they um, were frustrated, man. They were really frustrated this game. Oh, totally. I mean, totally. The, the rebounding really totally. took them off guard. I think totally. Um, no, I man, Chris Paul. Yeah. Chris Paul is just so good. Like yeah. that's, that's a guy you want so on your team. He's thirty-seven. I feel like, dude. I feel like everyone talks about LeBron. No one's talking about Chris Paul. No one's talking about Chris Paul. Paul is, as a thirty-seven-year-old. Like, he, yeah. he is elite, dude. Yeah, he is still um, really good. Um, um, yeah, and the, just sorry to my free throw yeah, point earlier. I, yeah, I said yeah. it was a, I said uh, twelve free throws in the past last minute, forty-one. <laughs> It was actually 10 free throws in the last six seconds. Wow. <laughs> we're shot. <laughs> that's oh, this. Man. And uh, oh, it's, this is kind of talked about sometimes. It's um, that uh, the NBA loses casual viewership. It's because of things like this. Like they, <laughs> people hate watching free throws. Yeah. Um, casual fans. So anyway. Uh, um, yeah. I do want to say, though, I want to make a larger point with this. Mm-hmm. Pascal, five fouls. Uh, we're just beginning the fourth. 
I mean, so we gotta sub him out, man. We Pascal was very reluctant to we leave the court. The we needed him down the stretch, but we sub and, in. And you had to, you had to sub Anobi. him out. You can't risk that. Yeah. No. Um. So we sub in OG Ananobi, and I think to myself, who finished the game with 25 points more than Pascal finished with? I do want to say this. There are a lot of teams in the NBA where when one of their key guys, such as a guy like Pascal, is in foul trouble, they have to sub in a role player. They they have nobody to sub in who is who is an a central piece of the team. Mm-hmm. But the Raptors, we have so many offensive threats mm-hmm. that we are able to sub in a guy like OG and I'm thinking to myself when 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 we're when we're in those types of situations, think about the finals, think about the playoffs. Like like we don't have to have to um, settle for subbing in a guy who is subpar mm-hmm. to our the baseline of of our elite main group. Mm-hmm. You know, we can sub in a guy like OG and still have still think to ourselves like, oh, like we're cool, we're all right. Yeah. Pascal for OG, great substitution, right? Like like that is that is as good as it could possibly get when you get down in those types of situations. I think with our roster, man. I'm really excited to think about this. Is this that? Uh, so we start the game with our five best players, and all five of them. Um, Scotty's still back and forth. He's including a rookie, including Utah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, Utah. I'm not including you in this. Um, so we have these five guys mm-hmm. who are elite, are healthy, are healthy starting five. We always uh, sub Scotty out five minutes, then we put in Ken Birch, and then after that, there's always, for the most part, one of our starting five guys is on the bench. And then we're always just refreshing mm-hmm. fresh legs, right? So we always have, and for the most part, a lot of our guys have been really consistent all season. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're all we always have a fresh-legged guy who can be a twenty-point-per-game scorer coming into the game. Yeah. Gary Gary gets rest up, comes in, and he can drop twenty. OG's yes, rest man. up. So when that comes to the finals, and then the guys who are coming off the bench right now all just bring pure energy, totally, and just no egos. So uh, and they defense can, and defense. So they get an offensive rebound and they'll kick it to Fred or Gary, whoever is the twenty-point scorer. So I think we have these roles of these four or five guys who can get you twenty, and everybody else yes. is helping them get that twenty. And and and. That is so hard to guard, man. Yeah, because and, I'm and thinking it's so rare because um you have if we look at Phoenix and Phoenix championship team, um, but Devin Booker and Chris Paul are your scorers. Yeah. Mikel Bridges isn't isn't the same he's way. He's a supplementary scorer. Yeah, he's a scorer. he's a exactly he's a he's a I guess that's what's another word I'm trying to think of. Um but he's a he's an addition. He's like yes. he, he's not like we've seen Gary go get twenty by himself as just you know like he, he's not a score he's not he's an offensive player like gary he's not an offensive player like gary is where um you can you can just let him take the ball and go score for mm-hmm. you like mikhail is like a catch and shooter for the most part and like jay crowder same thing you don't we, they don't have guys who can come in and give you a consistent 20 points per game and that's just super rare and yeah. i think this lineup we have was with no egos where we have five guys at the top of the at the top who are going to get you our buckets and the other five guys are just going to give you energy and help those guys get their yeah. buckets to win the game. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting because I'm also thinking at that same moment when we sub Pascal off for OG, we're missing Scotty mm-hmm. and we're missing Gary. Like mm-hmm. you could have made a totally completely different substitution at that time. I mean, like you would want the guys who are on the floor to stay on the floor, but 
You know what I mean? Like, like down the road, that's not completely unrealistic to say, hey, you know what? We're at this situation. Why don't we just change the whole lineup right now? You know what I'm saying? Like, Nick Nurse, if there's any coach to do that in the NBA, it's yeah. Nick Nurse, right? Yeah. He, like, he'll say, okay, second free throw or a free throw attempt for the other team. We're close here, but why don't we just throw a wrench? Because because how that's going to confuse the opposite. was. Exactly. It's going to throw a wrench in, into what, what the op- opposing th- team thinks we're going to do, right? We're not... We are inherently... the. I think the Raptors are probably the most unorthodox team in the NBA. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just because... Oh, we yeah. are so different, sure. like in terms of everything that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter who, like it, whether it's who we draft, you know, whether it's 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 how we get our guys, like Fred, you know, uh, Justin, like mm-hmm. uh, Pascal, like it's how we develop Boucher. people. Like our our whole system is different, and that's why the Raptors are my favorite team because it's like we operate totally differently than any other team in this league mm-hmm. and 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 we do that with we put our stamp on basketball we say this is raptors basketball this is the way we play mm-hmm. this is the way canada plays basketball you yeah. know what i'm saying like and, and man it, to a lot of people who are like regular like other like hawks fans or like who, yeah. just, who just follow the system yeah um, man you you're bad you get young pieces you move up yes. you trade them away for better players the bulls another example um it's we do cycle. think it's we do cool. things so unorthodoxly, and uh, to quote Kanye West, uh, "Name one genius who ain't crazy." Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> right. I don't think it, there's it, many geniuses it, in the, rap- the, rap- the Raptors side. front office. The Raptors look crazy. Are you calling Masai crazy? <laughs> what? Are you calling Masai crazy? I'm calling I'm calling our team crazy to the like everybody else looks at us and <laughs> yeah, says, yeah, they what are they doing? I'm calling, it's, it's I'm crazy. calling our team crazy. I'm calling Masai crazy. Yeah. I'm calling the fans crazy. But name I'm one calling, genius who ain't crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm calling everybody crazy, man. Like look at the, the Jurassic Park. What's crazier than Jurassic Park? Yeah. Like we are the craziest team, and and it's just <laughs> it's it, just it's, it's these unor- like the things that Nick Nurse and Masai are doing. They're so unorthodox, but they're so unorthodox that like they're working. Yes. They're gonna find a way to make them work. Yes. you know. Yeah, it's a. It's a brand new way to play the game, and I'm, I feel so lucky to be a Raptors fan, if i got to be honest. Mm-hmm. I feel very lucky to be a fan, and I, I think that, you know, just looking at all, all of our jerseys and the banner and stuff, I think, you know, there's if there's any time we're going to start making another playoff run, it's within these next couple of years, and, like, you know what I mean? Even the time that we've got Scotty, right? Like, Scotty's, like, when I think of Scotty, I also think, because we talk sometimes about maybe Scotty leaving, but... Not in any serious he's, he's, way, but it's, he's, he's so just, good it's, we don't want him. Yeah, we're just sitting in the back of heads like, what if yeah. he, what if he requests a trade? It could but, happen. but <laughs> I, I, the energy that I get from Scotty is the same energy I get from Giannis, right? I think I don't really think he has any intention of leaving. I think he trusts, uh, yeah, <laughs> knock on wood. But I think he trusts Masai. I think he trusts Nick. I think he knows that we just won a championship. He kn- he sees the development. Mm-hmm. He can tell we're different, yeah. right? I think Gary likes Toronto too. I think Gary, <laughs> Gary. You know, likes the likes Toronto for the same reason because you know they got him because they bet on him, right? Mm-hmm. They bet on these types of guys. Um, so yeah, that's 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 pretty much all I really. One, one more thing to that say. I just saw, just for context, uh, for people who maybe didn't watch this game, this game had fifteen ties and ten lead changes. Wow, <laughs> fifteen ties—that's crazy. Just back and forth. Yeah, um, it, it, it had uh, the same atmosphere to me as um, that playoff series against the Sixers, oh. where it was just like. Gritty, weird lineups, mm-hmm. great defense. Um, it had that kind of intensity to it. Uh, it, it was a fun. Like I, I kind of forgot that we lost because it just felt me too like a very positive game. I, I, I came out of that game with a positive attitude. And usually, usually after after losses, I'm yep. just thinking, yeah. oh, this is what we could have done to change. Yeah, it. I, I think I think we yeah. put our best foot forward. We did what we could. Nothing we can do anything, anything more really except make free throws. But you know, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, I got to agree. Um, yeah. By the way, also. Uh, right. uh, 
Happy birthday, Chris! Happy yeah. belated birthday! Yeah. His birthday was yesterday. Oh yeah, I, I I've got I've got a birthday present for Chris coming up here. Um. <laughs> <laughs> She's like moons the camera. Yeah, his ass. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> I got a birthday present for you right here, Chris. His <laughs> <laughs> <Just> ass. <laughs> maybe uh maybe a month ago that would have been a good birthday present for chris or two months ago i got a gift for you chris <laughs> sam you phrased that in the just weirdest a, possible just way just unbu- you're the unbuckling <laughs> <laughs> you can hear the hear yes. the buckle We're like sam what <laughs> hey sam uh wait what are you what are you doing could you get a get a chick I'm getting Chris's present, guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, so, hope you enjoy your present, Chris. Um, well, let me uh, clarify then. Uh, I mean, uh, if, if we want to move on. I, I, um, I think I have the same gift for him. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, but my, you go ahead. Uh, okay. So, I guess if we're moving on to Player of the Week, my uh, Player of the Week, I was going to give it to Pascal, but I... We we've gave him so much praise the last mm-hmm. few weeks, yeah. and um, like what more needs to be said about him? He's been awesome. Uh, but I mean, we've we've said it all. Uh, my player of the week is Chris Boucher. Yeah. Numbers. I mean, this this last game against the Suns, he had the uh, 16 rebounds. Mm-hmm. But it's just the hustle. Yeah. He's diving on the floor for every loose ball. He's like, if he's not getting the offensive rebound, he's like tipping it and causing the team to reset. He's rotating on defense. He's rebounding on defense. He's blocking shots. Like, ab- it's, like the he's only doing thing the things that's working for him is a three point shot, but it doesn't he, matter. He's doing the things the box score aren't showing. Mm. Yeah. 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 Um, I got to second that and say that my player of the week is also Chris Boucher. I was going to say Pascal. Hey. Um, I, uh, I'm just looking at the numbers here. I mean, even though Chris is like, like, okay, let's say, okay, so let's even take this New Orleans Pelicans game, okay? Chris fi- finished that game with eight rebounds, four of them offensive rebounds, mm-hmm. half of them were offensive and there was rebounds. Like, one of them was a really clutch one near the end there. Yep. And uh, again, yep. Uh, so we, and, and like with how well Chris Boucher played in the Suns game, he finished mi- with a minus three. Yeah, it's, you know, I mean, it's, it's it's so not reflective yeah. of how he actually played. Now, plus minus is a real, real not telling. And this, I find in plus minuses a lot of, uh, I mean, podcasters too. They try to use plus minus to sound like a stat head, mm. sound like they they look real deep into it. They're like, oh, he's so bad, he's a minus whatever, and it's like you don't. This doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think sometimes it matters stats, if it's if it's stats only work. Go ahead. I I I love stats, but you have to. I love using stats, but you have to pair them with what you're seeing on the court. Yeah, right? exactly. And, so, because uh, Fred Van Vliet wasn't a negative nine. No, and I was going to make the example of uh, Lonzo Ball. I think the uh, last time I saw he was leading the league in plus minus, um, and that reflects what he actually does because he brings so much positive impact to that Bulls team, uh, offensively and defensively. But then, yeah, like mm-hmm. you see, like yeah, Fred was not a minus nine this game. Like you know, it's just things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, we yeah. we move on to the Suns game, and we've got 16 uh, rebounds by Chris. Nine of them <laughs> offensive rebounds. That's crazy. Which is just unbelievable, man. That has to be a career high. Oh, man. oh I'm sure. It's, uh, I mean, I, I guess I don't really know because uh, uh, Chris, uh, I mean, I wasn't watching the Raptors stream, so I didn't get a chance uh, to hear what Matt and Jack had to say because I'm sure they would have said something. But... 
Um, he had yeah. Oh, he tied a career high from last year. Oh, he had a nine mm. rebound game, offensive rebound game. Wow, last year. so crazy and such a good game. Yeah, Chris was just on his birthday. Yeah, he played thirty-seven minutes. Wow, good for him, man. It's it's uh, nice to see Chris doing the things that we that we like. We harped at the start of the season. He yeah. made a total U-turn because at the start of the season we wanted him to do this stuff. Mm-hmm. At the start of the season he was. Playing, he was dude crazy pull-ups and just, yeah, man. Can you remember like remember how mm-hmm. bad he was? Yo, like, so bad. He was so bad. bad. Dude, we were talking about giving him away, and now we're like, wait, yeah. do we actually yeah, want to? Now I'm like, now, 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 we need him. We need yeah. him. Bring him back. <laughs> Bring him back. <laughs> <laughs> I think this. I think this season's been a huge lesson for him too. Is that look, man, you're gonna play selfishly. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna play. Yeah. And then if you want, but if you want to contribute, yeah. you'll play 37 minutes against uh, against a championship team. Yeah, right? man. So it, it really just goes to show a team that, that you could see in the championship in some future times to come. Mm-hmm. I don't want to put a date or anything specific on that, but we'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. You know, the Suns are a championship contending team. I think they will be for the next little while. Absolutely. To be I see Chris Paul slowing down, which is nope. crazy to me. <laughs> and uh, and you know, if even if he does, we know that the Suns are a smart, you know. They're they're gonna try to find something to, to replace Chris Paul uh, eventually, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's a uh, yeah. Oh um, yeah, and my player of the week also Chris Boucher. Um, really? Will, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Man, okay. he's because I mean like was, I, I totally would have expected Pascal too because I was gonna pick Pascal as well. Yeah. We, okay. Shout out to Pascal. Okay. Let's, also, let's give um, some honorable mention maybe to Pascal because I do want to talk a little bit about his stats in the last two yeah. two games. I just want right? to say about Boucher is um, seriously, man the. The U-turn is unbelievable. Like the yeah. mid-season U-T, he, he started out playing quite a bit. You saw his minutes diminish, diminish, diminish until he wasn't playing at all for a couple of games, and then, um, and then uh, I think it was when the uh, injuries started and COVID started. Yeah. Um, Nurse gave him heavy minutes, and he really turned it around. And he's staying like that. And, and yeah. I was nervous that um, these minutes were going to get to his head. They really haven't, and he's really showing his uh, his maturity. Totally, man. And, totally. Uh, Thirteen and sixteen is a uh, in three blocks is is huge. <laughs> oh huge. my god, it's crucial. And it's and it's Christmas. Without like, Chris Boucher, we didn't win this game. And he's like a hundred pounds. I'm sorry. Without Chris Boucher, we didn't come close to winning yeah. this game. And uh, he's bad. a. See, I'm already yeah, thinking we won this yeah. game. Like, uh, like, come on. Um, like, I can't yeah. believe I've been this excited over losing a game. <laughs> um, also, I want to give a little shout out to Justin Champagny. Totally, uh, totally. He, he's been he's improving himself. Just ten minutes. Yeah, in ten minutes, dude. Five ten offensive rebounds. Like that's huge. He's a. He's earning his minutes. Awesome. Absolutely. He was awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I do want to briefly t- just talk about Pascal uh, because we don't want to leave him out because Pascal sure. is elite. He I, is I an elite NBA a, player. As a, as a, for a real player of the week, it's probably Pascal. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Um, but yeah. but we, we, wanna, we all have to give our love to Chris Boucher because he has been outstanding. Totally. So let's talk just yeah. to, just briefly. I want to m- mention. So in the, in, the, in the Pelicans game, Pascal finished that game with 29 points. Um, he had 10 total rebounds, uh, two of them offensive, eight defensive, which is great. We had seven assists, um, field goal percentage. He shot 44% from the field and, uh, from three, he was 60, 60%, 60% from three that game. Mm -hmm. So that's just great. Uh, He's three for five. So, which is awesome. Um, and so the next game we have Pascal. That's amazing for him. Yeah. Very amazing. Uh, next game we have, uh, yeah, Pascal scoring 22 points. Um, he had three steals, seven assists, uh, seven rebounds, uh, all of them defensive, which were very important uh, rebounds for us to get. Uh, from the field, uh, he shot 43%. 
Um, and he was 0 for 5 from 3, which is okay because we had other guys making 3s. But still, 45, 40, uh, 40, about 44%. Pretty much the same same what he shot uh, the game before. Um, and yeah, he did. He he's also yeah. He he is performing at such an elite level at the place that we hoped to see Pascal. Like I, I think he's. I I really okay. So he's only averaging like 20, 20 points per game, which is just two points under per game under what he was uh, scoring. I'm pretty sure in his All Star year. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. I really don't think that that points per game really reflects uh, Pascal's true game because man, like he was out. And, you know, he had to integrate himself back in the team. There's so much circumstantial stuff that goes into those numbers, right? And I think I think if you give Pascal the way he's playing now and start him off the season this way, he's it's doing just as good, if not better, than his All-Star year. Um, I, I think this is the best basketball he's played in his career. Yeah, uh, I, I totally This agree. last, God, For sure. almost like 20 games at this point. Um, he's been our best playmaker <laughs> yeah. game in, game out, maybe yeah. you could argue that. Uh, and he's Fred's been our number one scoring option, but Pascal is like taking over for stretches. Yeah, to uh, thirty-three points against the Bucks, man. Off the ball. I yep. have a, uh, just... yeah, and and the defense is great. So yeah, he's awesome. I have a Pascal stat that I just uh, figured out here. I just did some quick calculations. Sure. <laughs> um, pre pre uh, going out <clears throat> with uh, with COVID against Golden State in Cleveland. Uh, Pascal was averaging 3.7 assists per game. Since returning, he's averaged 6.5 assists per game. Wow. So that has been a huge part of his game, and it has been consistent. Uh, And it's looking like even going back to Mm -hmm. the Milwaukee game, 33-6-6 is insane for him on on efficient shooting too. Um, Again, him as well, he's just – he especially compared to last season, he has been a huge plus for this team. Mm-hmm. Huge plus. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well. Yeah. How much time do we have? We're, we're basically out of yeah, time. Okay, yeah, yeah, so we're out of time. Uh, so we'll, we'll do yeah. the list on Sunday. Yeah, we'll do the list on the next episode. So uh, is there anything else anyone wanted to mention before we leave? Uh, we'll got to do some looking ahead real quick. Oh, yeah. Well, quick looking ahead, I guess. Um, we play, we have a three-day or two-day break, sorry. Uh, Friday, we've got the Pistons in Detroit. And then back-to-back, we're back in Milwaukee uh, mm. Saturday night. Hopefully, and hopefully Giannis plays that yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, uh, I think those should be that's that, that Detroit a, ho- game. Hopefully, we get a big win against Detroit. Yeah, like we mentioned earlier, I really want to see us just take it to the Pistons yeah. and just prove, like, yeah, we're legit. Yeah, and I, then, I would uh, I do too. Another game, like the Phoenix game against the, the Bucks would... Uh, Hopefully a different outcome, but um, that would be huge for us. Just keeping this this consistent. Yeah, I just want to keep this up. You know? Yeah, me too. Me yep. too. That's what I hope for. Okay. Yep. Well, uh, thank you everybody for listening to the show today. Um, before we head out of the show, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like, make sure to comment, and also to subscribe. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever else you get your podcasts, please make sure to leave us a rating and also please. leave us a review. <laughs> that helps us out so much. Sure does. Um, and uh, yeah, you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Rap Chat Podcast, where we post new clips of the show every week. Peace out. I'm your host, Luke Dick. I'm Elias Eldridge. And I'm Sam Kenny. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. And I'm Sam <laughs> yeah. Kenny. All right. Peace out. We'll see you guys uh, next week. Peace. Peace. See ya.